So wait, you were just saying what though? So the way that I met my wife, Mary Carolyn, <laughs> this is a really interesting story. So, um, you know, obviously my photography is kind of what I do and, yeah. and they were buying a lot of photographs and things like that. And yeah. she'd always sign like stuff like M, you know, M knowing like, I think Mike, Mark, Murray, you know, and her text and stuff like, Hey dude, you know, like that mallard shot, you know, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that's a bro. <laughs> no, this is legit. And so then I'm like, and Spencer can back this up because that's how I know Spencer. <laughs> so I go, you know, dude talking, like straight dude talking. And then what ended up happening was uh, one of the images, all my images are copyrighted. Sure. And uh, they wanted to make a change and kind of lost in translation what they wanted to do. So she was like, can I call you something? I'm expecting this call from some like Arkansas. Hey, man, we going to edit y'all's photo. What's up, bro? Man, man, man. And she's like, hi, this is Mary Caroline Nolan. I'm like, oh, dang, you sound oh, hot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You sound hot. Yeah. First of all, you were shocked. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally shocked. And so I don't want to be that creepy dude because I'm kind of older. So social media, like, sure. I didn't instantly go straight stalking, but it happened. Sure. I, was like, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot you hot. Yeah. But then I was like, nah, I mean, I'm probably older than your dad. So, <laughs> so they were, like, totally cool. <laughs> and I was like, there ain't no way. Now I'm getting creepy. And uh, oh so then we were, like, friends. And we were, like, friends for, like, legitimate while. And, uh, you know, that if you look at the Max catalog cover, I don't remember what year it was, uh, for the boat, was, that's how we met. And they, long story short, she, she called me one night, and I was like, oh, hey. You know, hey. Next hey. thing we know, hey, four bro. years later, we got married. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. God, dude. Yeah, but literally, I'm like, I'm really not trolling for dudes on the internet. That is unbelievable. <laughs> so, guys, here we have today Eric Guggenheim from Ranger Creek Goose. What else are you from, Eric? From Eric Guggenheim. Man, I, I think I've been a part of more guide services. Uh, For real? Yeah, I mean. I don't even know how to introduce you. Man. Help me out here. So. Your R&T guy or what? Yeah. I, I just feel like you've been on social media. As well, like, you're everywhere. Uh, all the places. Let's see here. Photos are everywhere. Yeah, you know, uh, Ranger Creek's how it started, obviously, when I started Ranger Creek. Uh, but then, really, how everything started was uh, Michael Waddell. Uh, yep. Back in the days before we had social media, because I'm like 109 years old. <laughs> For everybody who wants to know, I'm really only 32. I just look a lot yeah. older. <laughs> but uh, I was born in uh, 1993. There you go. Okay. Very so you're 28. Still. I'm 28. Perfect. What's I up? I was in high school in the 80s. You're fitting right in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mary Carolyn's like, oh, I, this is a great song. I'm like, yeah, I was a senior. <laughs> Pearl Jam had just started. Oh, my gosh. And that is true. I was here when Kurt Cobain hadn't killed himself. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we all wore plaid shirts and thought Seattle was cool. And but did he kill himself, though? Actually, you know what? I saw that recently. Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to say, like, I never thought twice ever, but after seeing that Dude, on Facebook... I don't think so, bro. Oh, you saw it on Facebook, so naturally. No, but well, no, dude, it, you know, the it corners makes report, sense. He's got a 28-inch barrel, and his arms are 24 inches. Toby, come on this. Do you think Kurt Cobain killed himself or his no. shot? See? No. Again, dude, winning. The next rock band I start when I'm 70 will be... The na- I'm not giving the name away because somebody else will steal it. Exactly. But it's good, so I'd like to see it happen. Uh, Love Killed Kurt. Ooh. Love Killed Kurt. Love, Love Killed, killed Kurt. Kurt. That's yep. a good band. There you go. That's, that is a good awesome. band name. For everybody out there who doesn't know, Toby was in a band called Penny for Lane, and mm-hmm. he was the, he was one of the original uh, tossers of women's underwear off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and they had those printed instead of T-shirts. It was actually marketing genius. I mean, it's, most real pros get them thrown at them. They yeah. threw them back. Yeah, <laughs> they had the whole they had the whole thing backwards. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> and, you, and you two are cousins, right? But that's how we checked. We, we share the same grandpa, <laughs> and we do share the same skinny legs. Skinny legs. There you go. The hair trait. So the, yeah. the hair trait. I'm trying to figure out who the milkman was. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I'm trying to figure out who the milkman was. <clears throat> Because I look like none of our family. The people on the podcast Dude, should, so we just, we, should we just get you on the yeah, podcast right now? Sit Come down. Sit no, no, down. Toby you're already freestyle. talking through half of it. Nobody can hear what you're saying. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, literally, we, uh, like, it's kind of one of those deals that neither of us kind of really thought about. But one, being a profession doing this. I mean, that just kind of being a musician, you don't really think about it. I mean, yeah, it, it sounds cool, but we, Toby's, Toby's like, what, uh, 42, 43? Uh, I'm, <laughs> wow! And Eric's like 65. I'm 65. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know where we grew up. You know, like Spencer and these guys from Arkansas, they've had professional guides for a hundred damn years. Right, dang years. Sorry, y'all. 
And no, for you us, you can swear. You can, yeah, okay. we're fully uncensored. I didn't know if we were a family friendly, <clears throat> friendly show. Absolutely not. And uh, so for us, uh, depending on where your family's from, though, Arkansas, <laughs> this might be family friendly. What in Arkansas, family friendly means dating app. <laughs> it's a dating app. No, it's not. It's a, it's a group text. <laughs> it's oh a group god. text. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not bad. Fuck <laughs> off, dude. This, <laughs> this podcast started about like the one yesterday. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I'll finish up with this guy. I'm going to come in with a family-friendly one in a little while. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, you know, for oh, us God. growing up, you know, there's no God services in Amarillo. Like, you didn't think about God. I mean, that was... Yeah. I mean, the thought of charging somebody money for uh, to go hunting, because... In which I do think there's an evolution. I'm kind of like I'm the historian of, of hunting, of how it... The progression happened because, you know, I did get lucky enough to be a professional guide pre-social media. Yeah. Like, legitimately pre-Facebook. So, the way that we would advertise is literally that magazine over there, we'd buy an ad in the back right. of yeah. Wildfowl. Yeah. Or you it's had like, to go to a waterfowl show. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- that show just like this when you had your booth, those stupid caramel pecans that, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, they turn and they smell delicious and you buy uh-huh. four, like, damn, it's good. Damn it. Yeah. And you walk, as soon as you walk in, you know you're at a trade show because you're like, damn, that's a caramel Caramel pecans. pecans. <laughs> yep. Candy but pecans. other than that, you, you know, you just had to hustle. And yeah. uh, so for us, you know, where we are, while we are, I wouldn't say we're in a waterfowl mecca. I mean, because that's, that's subjective to. No, it, the waterfowl hunting at home sucks. Don't and, ever uh, show up. It's all Facebook. Uh, we have a really good photo editor. We just post the good stuff. Yep. yep. <laughs> Actually, we, we have the same hunt posted 15 times, two different angles. Go. No mm-hmm. shit. Oh, you're oh, a yeah. snow goose guide. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind, of, kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, same, same deal. Same deal. It works. God. And uh, we, a lot of maps, all of our bands, eBay. Uh, there's a guy out there selling right. pretty good. Yeah, there you cheap, go. Yeah. Way good cheaper, deals. Way cheaper. Good deals. But uh, and honestly, but this industry, I've seen it change to where social media has become a major driver in customers. And Toby's, you know, Cadillac Creek is a prime example of that. You know, when, 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 when Toby got the tennis Ganyas to, to do this, because starting a guide service is not easy. Right. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of guys go out, buy decoys, they go hunt their Uncle Fred's uh, uh, farm, get locked in the cabin. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some personal stories, uh-huh. by the way. But yeah, a lot of guys do. They go they go get one or two leases, and people don't understand what it takes to run a guide service and to get customers. It's not as simple as you think. No. And then, you know, it's, it's fun to think that, yeah, man, I'm going to get some customers, and I'm going to make, you know, this much money. They don't think about insurances. They don't think about all the things that go into it, like next week's paychecks for guys. I mean, it's, a, it's not an easy business, and the Internet has – I think giving a lot of kids a lot of fallacies to that all you got to do is get some decoys show up and, and, and start posting some pile picks. Next thing you know, you're a god, you know. Well, not only that, but it's like it, it makes it seem like it's just easy. Or, you know, that there's some fame or some glory that's related to it when, like, they don't know how much, how much work goes into the whole, the whole thing, you know. Well, yeah. it's, what's crazy to me is that Toby's bringing out 25 people at a time. Yeah, that's well. That, that shit's insane, man. That's what we do. Like, I mean, so the way that this model works, like for for Toby and I, in in, 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 in Stanfield, those kinds of things, it's a volume game. We hunt we hunt black snow geese. I mean, that's what lessers are. They're volume geese. It yeah. takes just as much. I swear to God, that guy out there, I will I will mess you up. I will I will Watch steal out, your bicycle, Asher. <laughs> and so, you know, it's kind of one of those things that to shoot twenty is like shooting a hundred. Yeah. So you might as well make hay while hay's there. Yeah. And, and of course, we're up here north. You know, you can't do that. It mm-hmm. doesn't work. The numbers don't work. But it also comes with a, co- a price. And the price is, you know, a lot of. The, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad Ranger Creek was fully established prior to social media, so we didn't have to deal with the the stuff that Toby deals with the haters. And I don't mean yeah. in a bad way. I mean I'm, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Like other things we got, but the thing is, is. If anybody knew what actually went into creating this, when, when Toby started Cadillac Creek, it was literally, hey, I hope I run five groups a year, whatever the number was, Toby. Whatever. I think we said first year, uh, if we could run six hunts, we were, we were okay with that. And for those who know how Toby started, CCO was, a, was, a, was something that most people, will, I don't think you can fully know the full story, which, you know, uh, very dear and personal to my heart, but there's no human being, I don't think, in this planet who works as hard as Toby did because Toby had a, had a bar. And if you ever worked in the bar life, they close at two. Yeah. If you don't go home till five. And if you live in the guide life, you start at four. Yeah. So you're not sleeping. There's one hour that you got to make up. Yeah. And literally Toby would, 
you know, when he started this thing, would would, and it used to bother me. I used to come all the time, like, man, you got to go to sleep. Like, yeah. like I'm all about it. Like, I mean, oh, chemicals, whatever you got to do. But at some point, you're you will crash. And I've seen a lot of guys, including myself. I've, I mean, you you crash when I oh, say yeah. two insert, days of sleep. Insert. I I did not lean on chemicals. No, I did. <laughs> I was gonna, there, I was there's a strong stigma behind these <coughs> tattoos and uh, fancy mustache that says that I uh, leaned on chemicals, but which is real not funny, happen. not happen. Because if anybody actually looks at Toby's tattoos and actually knows what they are, you'll feel like a real mother effer <laughs> judging, <laughs> judging, but mother effers. Go ahead, man. yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, man. well, that, you, were that, a, you were on a. Well, that was that was actually right. If anybody really wants to to listen to a UFO uh, noise. Uh, listen to the uh, podcast tomorrow with Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, speaking of not knowing what happened yes. or being asleep for a long time, yeah. yeah, you had COVID? No, this year. That was a, that was the weirdest, <laughs> trippiest experience. Uh, Spencer Tarkenton's to our right with Quacks Mackers, and he got to experience this. So I didn't know what happened. Like, I kind of thought I had the sniffles and, and, you know, your typical guide walking pneumonia flu that happened yeah. at Christmas this year. And we were at uh, Stuttgart at Mary Caroline's folks. And this year, uh, y'all understand this if you've been married a long time. At some point, you can only spend so much time with your in-laws, kind of like fish. Mm. It's a three-day rule. Sure. So even though, <laughs> even though she's from there, we still go rent places to stay. <laughs> It is a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And, and she hunts like I do. And so uh, we, we had Abby, our, our youngest, and we were hunting the woods. And I mean, I, and I called my doctor. I said, hey, look, I've probably got typical mid-season, you know, pneumonia, yeah. whatever the hell it is. And because and I'm not saying that, and I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, it's not real, that, but it's kind of one of those, I kind of, I tend to jump off the bandwagon of COVID. Everything's going to die yeah. and everything else. I did my grand slam last year, did a little COVID and, but man, I, I didn't get COVID. So we're in the middle of it's like the twenty third or so, and I just kept having real bad. I don't know, like flu. Y'all have all had that 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 mid season water cold. flu. God's cold, yeah. yeah. It's like you don't feel good, but you don't feel bad. You're not sleeping enough, so you're just like not sure what's yeah, going on. Yeah. But you know, you're not a hundred percent anyway. But you drink a lot of bourbon and stuff, so you think you're curing everything. <laughs> sure, yeah, and, and that works. And so, uh, you know, uh, the about the we hunted for. I don't know, three or four days, and then man, my back, started, everything started hurting bad, mm. real bad. Achy. But, but I didn't have fever, didn't have all the stuff associated with it, so I just, you know, hell, maybe I pulled something. And uh, Well, you're only was, 28, so it could Well, you're 28. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Pr- probably the, the COVID-mongus. Yeah, COVID-mongus. Uh, <laughs> next thing I know, I'm like, I can't taste anything. Uh-oh. And then I went to sleep. And then for almost two weeks, I don't remember a single, I don't remember hunting, I don't remember driving up the river, I don't remember boating, I don't remember getting on an airplane to pick up my daughter on Christmas Eve. I remember, oh, jeez. Oh, I remember nothing. Oh, my God. And I was hunting with Spencer. Sounds like an excuse for a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> Total excuse. No, wait till you hear this part. This actually, this any other time, this would have actually been one of my more proud moments of walking out of a crappy hunt. Because <laughs> I can find an excuse to leave a bad hunt quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the birds aren't working. I'm like, hey, man, look, um, um, I got to go scout a field. I got a guy's cold. Um, got, I, need, I need to get one hour of sleep need, quick. Yeah, I got to go. There's a cat in a tree over there. I got to go grab that. <laughs> I was hunting with Spencer, and it was, I mean, it was a bad hunt legitimately. Like, we weren't, we weren't even shooting time. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, not even looking. Oh, and my God. I'm like, hey, man, I've got to go cook uh, Christmas dinner. This is like the 23rd. I don't even know what I was talking what? about. <laughs> this, is, this is 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, we just said that. Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon is what yeah. he just said. Three o'clock in the afternoon. And I walk out. I'm like, man, I got to go cook dinner. I got to go for Christmas, you know. Grab my dog and just walked out through the middle of the field just in front of clients and everything. I just picked up my shit and walked. <laughs> Dude. And I walk back to the house in my gear and everything. Walk in past Mary County, the girls, and they're all cooking deer. We got people at the house. I walk to the room, lay down the bed, gear and all. And it's like, out, O-U. And, tea. <laughs> oh and I called Spencer. I feel like shit, dude. I'm so sorry. I walked out on a hunt for your clients and everything else. And he's like, "Yeah, man, that's, that's cool. We got an ass handed to us. Appreciate you walking out." Yeah, I, I know it's a sucky hunt, but at least you could have waited till we knew it was going to suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least bring your dog. I think I left the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you left the dog. Yeah, I walked. Yeah, man, I was sick. I didn't remember. I don't remember driving home. But that's my COVID story. I don't remember anything. That's unbelievable. That's the first time I've heard of someone <clears throat> just like blacking out. And I still, can, and honestly, I still can't hear right. Like, I, like my, my, 
It's like I've had too many things shot in my ear, which is... Yeah, I, don't, I was going to say, so, like, hold on no, a second, because you were a musician, you're a musician. Yeah. You're you, hunting you're guide. You're a hunting guide. I I'm, mean, I'm assuming you went to a couple of loud concerts outside of your own. Man, and I will say this, and uh, is your hearing good huh? already? I mean... Like hearing, like talking to my wife, hearing, or like like talking to you guys, because I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can hear. Okay. I can select. I can hear a mouse fart in the back of this warehouse. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But she called me and I'm like, "Hold oh, my back, I can hear that. Go, I think I'm a hearing idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Which I get threatened pretty weekly. But I will say this, young guys out there, seriously, this is for real. Toby, I've talked about this a lot. Hearing, hearing is, protection, it's a, it's a real deal. It uh, is. Yeah, yeah. It is important. Yeah, we we work with Sound Gear and, oh, and love those guys and. I don't have any hearing protection. I've been looking at. See, I'll t- I'll be honest with y'all, and and this is a bad excuse. And Toby, Toby, weigh in. As a musician, you have earpieces that fit. You know, they're custom made and they're great. But you're not you're not leaning against a stock. Yeah. And and for me, and, and I don't know what do you think, Toby. It's, it's a stigma to me hunting. Like when you're playing through an amp or something in your in your monitors, your hearing's great because you're 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 playing you. Yeah. But out in the field, there's so much more that happens. Yeah. And and hearing in the protection in the past has sucked so bad. Yeah, that I wouldn't wear it or lay my head on a gun like right Right. now. I couldn't wear these headphones and and shoot right now. And so I I still have yet to find a group that I've done, you know, hearing protection with, but I know I need to check out Sound Gear. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll link you up with Lance. Yeah. Really good dude. I mean, Toby, they've come a long long way. Um, it, It, no matter what company you go with, it takes a good solid week or two weeks to, to adjust yourself. But, yeah. Um, Sound gear, sound gear is crazy too because they got now they have uh, these new ones are they're rechargeable, mm-hmm. so it's not a battery swap, and they're Bluetooth connected. Uh, yeah. So like oh, if you're nice. in the field, a lot of a lot of guys are complaining like, well, I'm getting a phone call from my wife. I got to take these out. Yeah. You know, so now it's like, oh, you can just pick up the phone quick and end but, it. You know. Now let me ask this. I mean, Toby, you know, I've talked about this a whole lot. Like when I guide, and I, I'm very big. Like there's 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 three sounds. There's a sound you hear with the people around you, the sound of the geese coming in, and I feel there's a sixth inch sound. Like, they're just, I call it nature itself. Like, shit ain't right, or yeah. it's right. And that's what I'm always worried about, hearing protection. I'm like, man, there's just that one goose who, who makes that, you know, bass awkward sound, and you're just like, Mm-mm. And that's what I'm worried about, hearing protection, is like, am I going to miss that? Which is probably a weak excuse, but I do worry about that. I feel like For I'm sure. going to cripple you, myself. Uh, yeah. You roll with that. I if you roll roll with that yeah. for very long, you won't hear any of them. What's yeah. that? So if you roll with that idea, <laughs> with for that long, theory, yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah. All but, right, but that really is a real deal, young guys out there. You really should wear hearing protection. Honestly, and this is coming from a fellow twenty-eight-year-old. Yeah, twenty-eight-year-old. Very, He's not very forty-some, but right, forty-five-ish. You're not forty-five-ish. Not, not forty-five-ish. But, okay, but, yeah. but I look like it. Yeah, <laughs> my, got birth the wisdom my birth of certificate says that. <laughs> Unreal. I did want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I love to ask guys who have, have been in this industry for a while mm-hmm. has the culture changed, and and if so, how? Man, I'll tell you. This is a. This is actually a really big topic that I, I one of the reasons I like coming on podcasts is I'm, I'm worried about this industry honestly it's um in what regard yeah uh, I'll get there just give me a second. like look man I'm just trying to scratch the record <laughs> he's you slowing know. it that was yeah. so good I'll yep. slow roll that there you go but back in this this thing called teams I don't I don't understand what the, the F teams are like I don't get this team shit going on like I'm on this team I'm on that team and the waterfowlers are such and it's not in the industry fishing guides they all work together I mean, it's it's no public secret that Jeff Stanfield and I used to like pound each other's souls when we were young, and now we get along great, and and we all benefit. It's like why didn't we benefit twenty years ago, where it's us yeah. versus the landowner and the yeah. geese, not us versus each other? Yeah. And I feel like call companies. I mean, I don't know what exactly caused it, but people are so brand centric that their yeah. brand is their identity. I mean, I love Dive Bomb. I love the <laughs> folks who have helped me be successful, but I. I don't think you're less because you blow a Pacific call or you blow a whatever call. For sure. It doesn't make any difference to me. Like, I could care less. Do I blow an R&T because they pay me? Sure. Do I blow a dive bomb? Cause they, you know, it's, oh, yeah, that, that's called good business, but that's not who I am. That's not who you are. It's And I think people get so, you know, wrapped around this idea that that's their identity. And, and, and we should have an well, identity as waterfowlers and not hating on each other. Yeah. But there's a lack of respect in the waterfowl world, and there's a handful of contributing factors to it. Number one, social media. Yeah, everybody's strong peckering each other. I don't even. I don't even get that. I honestly right. don't get that. I mean, fifty thousand followers doesn't make you fifty thousand cooler. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And or shoot 50,000 more birds. No. Yeah. It doesn't do any of that. I mean, and the other side of it is, is, you know, Onyx and dive bombing groups that allowed people, afforded people the opportunity. Back when we started, we had le- called plat maps. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. went and got a plat map. I'm not that young. Okay, yeah. I so use plat maps. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and those were guarded. Like, those were. <laughs> yeah. Just door to door. Yeah, because what I do door. every day for my job, I still knock on doors all the time. And these kids, and I hate to say kids, but these kids have missed that aspect of what it takes. And they also lost the aspect of if there's another dude in the field, don't set up next to him. Yeah. Why not? Oh, dude. Why, why <laughs> you not do this? Why is this a problem? I, I do not understand what you're talking about. <laughs> what you're talking to us with the set up the next door. How do you not understand the geese? There's plenty of the gooses for us all to shoot. That's like an Indian-Russian back and forth, and I, I love that. Let me tell you, Rocky, <laughs> I will crush you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my, but, dude, you're actually on the Accent Podcast. We do about yeah. a thousand. Let me tell yeah. you, four times I went to the Slurpee Station, and I got a flat map, I got hush puppies, and I got a Hustler magazine just later. <laughs> oh, my God. But seriously, these young guys, they, they roll up to areas and not recognize that this is how I feed my family. This is my yeah. job. I don't come to your house by your mowing your yard, kick you in the nuts and throw rocks in your yard. No, this is right. like, this is not a hobby. And not to say that we all can't get along, but there's a level of respect that, that I think the internet, social media, that guys feel like they've got to be killers. And they feel like they're not making yeah. piles. And then, then, then they hate on groups like Toby or us or Jeff or other XYZ God service that you're pricks. You're coming in our territory. Last time I checked, you're not God. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Right. this is a free America. Go knock on the door. Oh, and, and like we, we kind of mentioned yesterday, man, when, when it comes to push or shove, like last year, we had to venture out of our comfort zone yeah. on an area that we normally don't. And it was not – I'd never hunted that area. And I'm on the record to say it, you know. Have I been there in the past or whatever? Do I know there's waterfowl there? Yeah, but it's a farther distance than any of us want to drive. But our water – was drying up quickly. Yeah. Our birds are moving out. We've still got a month of the season. We've got to do what we got to do. Yeah. And with that, we had a lot of uh, a lot of hate, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, like you said, man, I mean, we've got to make a living. We've got to uh, pay our bills. We've got to take care of our guys. And, you know, none of that's going to cease for us just because we don't get to go out and say, oh, it's hunting. You know, I know there's a lot of people that that might offend. At the end of the day, yeah, it's hunting. Yeah. But that – that quote just chaps my ass. Yeah. You know, it is hunting at the end of the day. Yes, it is. But I want everybody that hunts with me to feel like they, it, it may not work out, but we did everything we could and then some to try to make it work. Yeah. And if that means we've got to drive an hour and a half, two hours, or get out of our comfort zone to do it, that's what we've got to do. For sure. And uh, that's that's what we did, man. But, I mean, it, it was it's not out of disrespect. We're not moving into somebody else's area and trying to take over. But – we're running a business, and uh, that doesn't mean that we're any better than those people or whatever, but if you can just communicate and have an open communication, don't text me and threaten me and say, I'm going to kick your ass or I'm coming to your house. You know, That's, that's, my that's not going to go well at all. I love how people want to come kick our asses. Yeah. I don't even and, know and you. Never, and never I mean, I've got plenty of people I've offered, honestly offended who deserve the right to kick my ass. Well, none of the people <laughs> that I've dropped a pin to have showed up. Not one. <laughs> that is true. So Drop a pin. We actually have done oh, that. Plenty. We outside. Plenty. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, that is actually, that's happened a lot. Like, yeah. Oh but my. We're nonetheless, here. man, I mean, you just have to, it's a better world for everybody if we can just get along. But I think here. social media has messed that up. I think kids, I keep using kids because grown adults. You're an old bastard. That's right. Grown adults <laughs> recognize like, hey, look. You know, you might be sitting on the, 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 the pretty kitty field, and there's nothing wrong with, like, I know for us, we'd rather you join us. Like, we hunt 20 guns, so another two is not going to hurt us. But if you, if you flex and get hard with us, we're going to throw out 200 dozen. We're going to do whatever we got to do, and yet 90.9% of the time, we're going to say, just come along. And most people don't realize that right. they'll just talk to each other instead of hard cocking each other, just, hey – Y'all want to hunt together tomorrow? We got this. This is, I went and guided a, a trip this year for uh, Magnum Outfitters uh, up in Kansas, and this happened to me. We, I, I, I drive up there to guide uh, goose hunts for a week for, for uh, those guys, and I find a field, got a lockdown, got a farmer lockdown. Everything's cool. And, these, and the thing is, I respect my guys coming there. They saved their money. They took the time off from the work and family and kids, all those things. So I've got an obligation to make sure that I am providing for those clients. Yeah. We get there, 
and we're in you know we're in godforsaken Kansas, and there's nothing around. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's zero human beings. And we set up next morning, and there's this truck, these two dudes with a sack of decoys and a dumbass dog. Oh, and I and I'm like, and they're hunting the field next to us, and I walk over to the dude. I'm like, hey man, look, we're about to we're about to do, do dirty things to these birds. Why don't y'all come with? Yeah. There's, there's like 15 of us. About to do dirty things. And, you know, we'd love to have you. These guys are paying a bunch of money. You get it for free? Come on, get it. Get it. And these two dudes are like double middle fingers like, no, we got permission to hunt this field. I'm like, I know you do. And I'm hunting next to you. And I'm about to throw out the biggest dive bomb spread the good Lord's ever seen. And <laughs> and you're going to watch me make out your girlfriend right in front of you. Yep. <laughs> I suggest you come dance with us. Come on and do it. No, and they they didn't. They sat in the middle of the damn field, pissed off, arms crossed, and we shot like three birds. Yeah. Our clients weren't necessarily pissed, but it's kind of like no one understood. Like why didn't they, why didn't they come over here? Yeah. Why, why? And I think people are like pride. That. I think these young guys are like yeah. Well, we got here first, so we've been saying on this podcast for we've had this podcast for like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying, you know, one of our good friends is Joe Heinz. He runs mm-hmm. a different silhouette company yep. than we do, you know. Sure, sure. Um, but we blow the same goose call. Oh, you know? and he's got the Roost TV, you know, yeah. and he's got his own he's, thing. He's got his own deal going on. Right. And like, we have so many friends in the industry. But here's the thing. With social media, if more people are learning about duck and goose hunting, everyone's winning. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't I'm going to go down to Texas next year. <clears throat> I'm going to call Toby. I'm going to yeah. call um, uh, Dry, Dry, Dry Creek. Creek. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I'm going I'm to call my friends, you know. Yeah. It's just like... It doesn't matter. At the end well, of the day, if we're getting more and more people involved in the sport, we're keeping it yeah. alive. We're keeping the tradition going. It doesn't matter about the petty bullshit. Like, I don't care. And it's if so someone weird blows to- a Pacific versus a Mulkier yeah, or an S2 or whatever. That I've, we've talked about a lot. <laughs> the whole pro staff. Right. <laughs> as cool yep. as it yeah. is. Everybody in this room, and I think I can probably speak for everybody outside and next the, door. The bro staff. Everybody. But when you, when you come up in it, man, you dream about... That email or that phone call or that, yeah, I'll give you a shot, uh-huh. right? We've all been there. So yeah. I get it. But to some degree, man, I mean, the whole pro staff thing, I feel like that's more than the social media deal. Oh. More, it, it, I feel like it's kind of hurt us, and it, it's very important. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm appreciative of everybody that's ever given me a shot and, you know, takes care of us. But when you have somebody that they're running a call that doesn't fit them because mm-hmm. of the name on it, or they're supporting a camo company because that's the only person that would give them a shot. Or shooting a gun that, you know, won't eject a shell. Or, you know, right. the list goes on and on and on. But just because they can say that they're on that pro staff, yeah, it's like, man, use what works. And you're going to go a hell of a lot farther For because sure. you're going to be successful. You're going to be happy. You're not going to get pissed off at the band that you just, you know, tried to shoot and your gun wouldn't eject a shell. or You know, whatever the case yeah. may be. Right. And I don't know, man. I... I it's kind of a touchy subject to say that because we're grateful, but at the same time, it's it's got to be about more than just a, a name or a, a flag label. that you're... Yeah, yeah, it's a label. Well, Use it's, what works for you, man. And, and yeah. people ask me all the time, hey, what gun do you suggest? I suggest a gun that doesn't... That nobody else on <laughs> my crew likes. Go to Cabela's Bass <laughs> go, Pro and go see what, what feels good. You. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with calls. Calls. Yeah. Same thing calls. with decoys. You know, well, like, there are a man. lot of people that won't touch a, don't, won't touch a silhouette. Yeah, it's so weird to me too because like when we when we go and do these you know types of shows or it, being in the industry right like we blow a mulkier goose call, mm-hmm. but my favorite guy to go to the bar with is Trevor Austin from Pacific Calls. Yeah. You know, like well, I mean, why do I care? And Trevor's not like, oh, you blowing a mulkier? Like he doesn't care. Man. Every once like, every once in a while, let's he does, go. But, yeah, every, but a little bit. Yeah, at some point, you still got to slap each other around. But yeah, a little bit. And yeah, Toby and I can tell you that you know all the years with RNTV and RNT, you know. Love the groups, other guys, but you know, Stahl, Sean Stahl, the first person to tell you, he's like, "Hey, man, if the traffic sounds good, blow traffic. If a half breed sounds good, because we're not all geared the same." Mm-hmm. But people don't realize about gun manufacturing is they have a model they use. Remington has a set dude, one guy. You know, that's 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 what they move yeah, to, right? And if you don't fit in that, I mean, Toby and I have had this discussion. Toby cannot shoot a Benelli. His well, fing- his fingers not genetically I made. Can, <laughs> I can shoot the original. Yes, the one H and K. Yep. yep, I've had the I've had the two, I've had the three, I've had the Vinci, I've had the M two, I've had the M one, and <laughs> it doesn't and, work, and, dude. I've been on his forums years ago. Will not, his finger won't stick. That's the dumbest thing I've ever got, seen. I've got a scar Bizarre. from an M two, and I've got a scar from a two. 
<laughs> but oh my Jimmy God. like it, stitched. He can't. It, it's just when he puts his finger the in there. Guard. It's they they did a, a different trigger guard <laughs> sure. on like after the the original. Yeah. And uh, the original is one of my favorite guns. Yeah. That's my workhorse. But I also baby it because I can't get a replacement. Right. Right. But no, man. I mean, it just it doesn't fit me. And I will I'll gladly say that for I don't I, a lot of folks that's the go to. But it doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. And I mean it's. I wish it did. It's no, my, my dad has an H&K yeah. from th- uh, 29 years ago, I think, is when they came out with it. Mm-hmm. And I love that thing. They don't however, like they used to. However, his gun on the third shell jams every once in a while when I'm shooting Black Cloud or something. Right. You it's know? not made for those. And I'm just like, no, it's not. Exactly. It's just different. Cheap shells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to shoot two or three quarters out of that. Winchester yeah. Super X. Oh, don't even get me started Express. on the Remington Express, dude. <laughs> I've never had a three and a half inch kick as hard as a in a Other Remington Express 1400 FPS. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm 14 years old shooting a 12 gauge for the first time. And my dad's just like, yeah, here you go. And I shoot that thing, and I literally got bolted back into the pit. Your face looks like <laughs> the Simpsons. Your jaw's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just an accidental underbite from hell. Man, I'll tell you, the pro, pro staff is one of the one of the worst things that's happened in this industry. Is that name pro staff? Yeah. Uh, if you ask me, uh, I've, I've had this conversation asked me a million times. You know, pro staff. I mean, what is a pro staff, and what does it matter? It, number one, it doesn't matter. No. But two, what's a pro? I mean, I that's tell what, people, that's what they what's get hung a pro? up on. Yeah. yeah, what is a pro? What what makes you a professional, not a professional? There's, you know, there's Arkansas timber hunters, guys that that we know real well. They don't guide. They you've never heard of them, and they're you know kind of like there's some guys out there who are legitimate OG killers, like straight up killers. They yeah they quit their jobs. They're started quitting their jobs at twenty. They're now at sixty. They're still doing the same stupid job, but they they are killers. Yeah, you'll never know them. They don't. Yep. And so, are they not professionals? No. To me, a professional means one thing and one thing only. Do you derive your paycheck from hunting? Right. Pro doesn't mean you're good, though. No. <laughs> right. Professional. There's professional yard mowers. It doesn't mean they're the best yard mower. That's just how they make their living. Yeah. And I think guys yeah. get hung up on that. I'm a pro. Yeah, they think What's they that don't. Mean? They don't know what the second half of that word promotional. is. Promotional staff. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. They think and, pro and means like professional, like badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> professional. Professional staff. Yeah. Right. You do. You it scratch mean, my means back. I scratch yours, and they. they titty dancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talk about that all the time. When we started Midwest Flyways, from the very oh. beginning, we were like, you know, we made it a, a huge point. Like this is not how we make our money. Right. And so for us, we're only going to work with the companies that we want to work with. Like we, we yeah. when we literally started this, we, we listed out the, the products that we like to use. Yeah. Because of personal reasons. That's why we like this product. And then from there, it was like if opportunities present themselves with these companies, we'll pursue them because that's where we're centered. I feel like we did it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know? I want to make cool hunting videos and educate younger guys to get into right. uh, waterfowl hunting to continue the tradition <laughs> okay. because in 1980 to now, it's dropped like 50% the amount of people right. waterfowling. So they say. But every time I go to my yeah, favorite public that, spot, though. it's full. There's 48 people yeah, You wouldn't people know there. that, though. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about, you know, for my photography career, when people say, well, you're a pro photographer, you're a pro, pro, pro. And I said, no, no. And I told Toby this a long time ago. You're a pro when somebody sends you a check. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're good. Yeah. It means you're a pro. What does it mean? It means you're professional. The word professional doesn't mean pro. Per- it just means a professional. That's what it means. It has no bearance on talent. Right. And that's why I think a lot of people get lost in translation. They think t- pro and talent go together, and they don't. And I wish this, I wish this industry, in, in this industry, I'd say is the worst. I've never heard of pro deer guys fighting each other. Yeah. Over, you don't hear pro deer guys you know, getting squabbles. You don't hear pro turkey. Well, maybe. <laughs> back that up but seriously out of all the hunting sports this is the only one where people fist fight each other right no but, <laughs> a, but actually though that's you're the only not season that's 100 days long man i'm pissed but, off but you're not yeah. kidding though no that's I mean, what's crazy i mean after every once in a while you see a few fishing guys kind of squabble but as a whole they're like okay look i'm in the hole first yeah got here early it's on me yeah but that you could have got to the hole now yeah, and been fine, but yeah. you didn't get the hole. And I think that's a one of the things that waterfowling has failed as a as a whole. We have failed to address this whole culture of where it's us versus the waterfowl, not us versus the waterfowlers. Right. And I don't know how to fix that. I I mean, a guy named Jake Latondres and I had this question 
On, yeah, I know of Jake. Latin yeah. dressing. Yep. <laughs> Latin <laughs> dressing. Jason. Latin dress. <laughs> yes, and I've known Jake forever and ever. We've talked about this. Like we're, it, it, it hurts some of us older guys who were doing this, you know, in our 20s, 20 years ago. Because we didn't have this animosity. We'd go to the bar in Stuttgart. What was, uh, we'd go to. Uh, wildlife. Yeah, wildlife. And everybody, you know, drink cold beers, get drunk, have fun, get drunk. It was, no one's mad at anybody. Right. And so, but, and Jake's like, you know, it's, it makes me sad to, to think that people don't like me because of who I'm associated with. And you don't even know me. Yeah. And that's, that's Toby Bruin Central is you don't like me and you don't know me. Yeah. I mean, Chance Bass didn't like Toby because of tattoos, and that makes legitimate sense. <laughs> but, I mean, you wouldn't want him showing up at your house with your daughter. I'd kill that guy. <laughs> but seriously, it, 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 I don't know where it's going to go, and I'm yeah. worried about where it's going. Yeah. Where's this going to go to well, five years from now? Here's the question, right? Like, that's, that is literally how a lot of people feel. But yeah. the, the problem is, is what's the answer? And outside of the answer, who, who is the answer? Right, because does it have to be young guys that change? You know, that change the stigma. I mean, does it have to be young guys now that change the stigma, or or can we have old voices come back and say, "Hey, you're missing the fucking point." Yeah, man, and and I I wish like hell, uh, Tim was Tim Grounds was still here. Tim was a Absolutely. major mentor to a oh, lot yeah. of us, and 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 if anybody gets to know Hunter, Hunter is a lot like his dad. There's a, a zero shits given. Yeah, because Hunter was raised right, but not a lot. Of, a lot of these guys weren't raised by dads and moms. And like in our case, our family, we raise Mary Carolyn and I raise our kids in a in a hunting centric home. Like yeah. She gets it, I get it, but there's, I don't know. I wish, and then Butch Rickenback. I mean, I wish, like the guys who taught me, a lot of them are dead now, and I think young people are too, they they don't want to hear something that they that counteracts what they believe. Yeah, and because you you go talk to a lot of old guys. And you're gonna find out they don't want to fight each other. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, and it's like, hey, look, the birds are here today; they're not here tomorrow, kind of thing. And it's like limits. I think, you know, if if I had to put a formula together, is number one, limits don't determine how good of a hunter you are. That's 100 percent correct. And if, and if guys can get that in their in their vernacular, that me not shooting a limit doesn't make my pecker bigger. That's where it starts because a lot of people think that success comes from stacking. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And you know. It, Toby gets piled drive. Ranger Creek gets piled drive. Ranger Creek, we don't post picks uh, and, and Blackfoot, the other guys that I'm with, we don't post pile picks really anymore during season. Uh, well, you don't have to. But, but yeah, because, I mean, at some point, you know, when you're building a business, it, it, you have to at some point. But it doesn't mean that we're better. Yeah. It, I mean, you go to Oklahoma and throw a pile pick of 60 birds, that looks like a lot. Well, that's actually a half limit. I went and put a half limit in Michigan, which is one bird. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, they shot five birds. Those guys suck. Yeah. No, we shot a half limit. No, we landed 2,000. Yeah. You and know, like then, you would never know. Yeah. And Same that's. Same thing with bands, dude. <laughs> yes. Same thing with. <clears throat> you know, Toby posts pile pickleball. He's lessers. Yes. I post pile Two bird limit? Two bird limit. Yeah. Yeah. What he was saying was, because you guys can't hear him, but he'd post a pile pick of lessers and he'll, he'll post a pile pick of, spe- of specs. You can shoot less specs. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's still I mean, a successful well, hunt. And in Minnesota, we do a lot of traffic hunting yes. for honkers. Yeah. And we're dealing with 2,000 birds on the river. People don't know that. Tops. And they hit a different field every single day. So if you hit eight in a day, that is good awesome. Hunt. Yeah, and you Molt had to work for them. and everything else. Right. And it's a lot of fun, though. And it's a lot, a lot of, of fun. It is. When you had to hunt migrators, and I mean, Toby, I've talked about this. I would rather traffic hunt. Oh, every day. Every day of my life. Because yeah. tra- when you do traffic when you them, bend them against their will, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> eat that. You make them do what they did not want to do. Like, yeah. I'm peeing on you. <laughs> Dude, that's a cool, to me, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Waterfowl is making them think that you're one of them that's and right. making them do something that they wouldn't normally do. That is the coolest shit, man. Right. And if and if young guys can figure out that, you know, and now I'm not a nostalgia person. People are like, man, it's all about the camaraderie, the cold bears. No, it's <laughs> not about that. Dude. It's about killing shit. <laughs> However, if <laughs> we don't. At the end of the day. I, can, I don't want to talk to this guy any more than I have to. Mm-hmm. But obviously this camp's not going to clean itself. But, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, hey, we're out here and let's do it. But whatever we do is enough. And I think that we're guys feel like they have to uh, uh, pile pit compensate <laughs> yeah and pile pit compensation i mean nothing frustrates me than in in where we are in west texas and southern oklahoma there's a lot of pile flexing going on oh yeah 
and it doesn't oh, need to go on. Who kills the most lessers that right. day? Yeah, and, yeah. Yep. and well, I mentioned the band thing, man. It's like for every band you see on one of our lanyards, I mean, our our number in Texas last year we killed over six thousand in Texas alone. One band, one. You Jesus. And there's places that I can go in September, and if I kill <laughs> ten birds total, I'm gonna have five bands. Yep. Or more. You we, know, killed, and, we killed 18 bands just, in one hunt. But, yeah. we but on the social birds. media thing, <laughs> on accident. all people are seeing is this well-decorated soldier, yeah. and he's a badass. Right. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, we all, we all wish. I mean, everybody wants to have a lanyard covered in steel. Oh, yeah. That's, that well, is our trophy. I mean, like, I was but talking to location, Nathan Mills. Location. Nathan Mills earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he shoots a shitload of yes. white collar collars. Collar, yeah. yes. But he's like, dude, it's, it's not because I'm like a better hunter. It's just they're just here. That's, That's the right. thing, man. You know, I mean, like, if you shoot, we just got him. If you shoot a bird in his area, yeah, your odds are way better than anywhere else. Uh, yeah, yeah. People, people have heard on the podcast. I lost my lanyard eight years ago. My dog kicked in the water on opening day, her first hunt, and uh, after that, I had a five-year band drought. But I can't tell you how many birds I killed in that time. Right. But you know, That's it's it's thing, not man. about it's bands. Just, you know. No, it's not. But I. <laughs> God, I don't think social them. media hurt anything because that's, yeah. I mean, I, I none of us would be where we're at without it, right? And we can all agree on that. But it's just when what you see and you see what you don't have, you take for granted what you do have. And it's just, I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah, bands, the, bands and piles are band not Band flexing is way overrated. I tell people this all the time. People yeah, dude, they're like 50 at, cents on eBay or something like that. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I paid, I paid dollar seventy five for a couple of minor bands, but, you know. <laughs> like when I, when I shot my minor band, and actually John West. What, du- duck there. or goose? Uh, duck. Oh, fuck you. And man. I shot a goose. That is but, my bucket list so band. Th- so if anybody knows me, especially if you're here at uh, at uh, this festival, I like I'm a big jokester. I like to do funny stuff, make fun of myself. Me. Well, yeah, you're 28. Yeah, well, you're 28. Yeah, very yeah. introvert. So, very introvert. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we were we were filming an episode of RNTV TV, and we were up in uh, where's where's Weston Barker live? Sheboygan, Michigan. Yeah, we're up Sheboygan. Oh, Sheboygan. Sheboygan. So we're up in Sheboygan, and we actually had we actually had one of the banders and biologists from uh, up up there with Miner, uh, who's our film guy. Um, what's his name? Skeeter. Skeeter. So um, this guy we're with, he's he's like you know my land, my band, everything else. And by the way, I can see him sitting right here actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's right behind. Oh me. yeah, there you go. And uh, he literally is. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the highlight of my my career was on this band hunt. So uh, it's raining like up where the rain's going up here mm-hmm. sucks and you know the thing about people don't realize whenever we shoot tv shows it actually costs money and so when we're there we're like weird we, yeah, i know it's they think that it's just every hunt's a great hunt mm-hmm. it's like we're there so we're hunting it's raining it's nuts off and we're hunting this field in sheboygan and uh it's me and stall and skeeters out there and you know weston barger that's who it is is like man i you know, went to minor band and so we come to swing up on this hen comes through and i don't shoot hens i'm like Shoot a hen, start yeah. a coyote, dude. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and and so he walks over, and I walk over, and he's like, Ben, he's like, I shot that son of a bitch. And he's like, uh, it's on video, <laughs> you did not shoot it. So it kind of one of those argument dude deals. And so then then the moment happens. Skeeter's like, hey, man, I got a minor band in my, in my bag. He's like, how about we put one on these dead ducks? Yeah. Because it starts raining real hard, and everybody goes back in the truck. And he's like, hey, go plant one of those birds out there with a the minor band. And then the next time he, you know, hard hard dicks you, you know, shooting a hen. You know, so, you know, oh, it's a hen. No, boom. I go pick it up. I'm like, this one? He's like, yeah, that one. I don't shoot no damn hens. So you go, it's a minor band. It's a minor band. Unbelievable. I don't think, I don't know if he's still, I don't know if he knows yet. To this day, that that really was a plan. He does band. now. He does now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We. He, yeah. Oh, I guarantee you, he does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I he guarantee you, cr- he wears the band proudly. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> so yeah, that's a planted minor band. But honestly, the band business is—it's one of those things that I wish you know. It's, it's, it, as y'all know, with, uh, with me and Migrant Rings that we own, band research is extremely important. But it is not a measurement of how big your picker is and how how good you are. Sure. It has nothing to do with that because those guys... Like, well, I know a couple of people that have a lot of bands and a tiny right, pecker. Ladies. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is funny part because Toby has no bands and a tiny pecker until eBay and it worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he still has two bands, but he got that extender. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Extends. Yeah, it works. 
But you know, like oh like Fred God. Zink. I mean, Fred Zink. But because uh, I, you know, that's the funny part. Like all these guys, we were all we were all super young. Like these guys' age when we all started working for Avery, uh, and but Fred and Clayton is right next to a banding unit. So I mean, you, sure. every bird they shoots banded. Yep. And those guys over at you know in Real Foot and stuff hear about some of the banding units, and but yet I know guys in the Central Flyway who've killed more than maybe more than I'll kill, and have maybe have a handful of bands. It's just they don't. It's, it, and I think guys got to get rid of that yeah. idea. Yeah. We can all do a better job. You know, it's it's all about, like, honestly, it's, it's about people listening to podcasts like this and seeing us go on and, and seeing old guys go on and, and all of us like come really together. Guys. Yeah, like guys. Like 65, 70. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Eric. Like me next year. Like, like Googie. Years, yes. No, I mean, but honestly, though, like seeing... My yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll be there with you, man. It's okay. Oh, I just drink your spit cup. We'll help you. A, yeah, we'll FDA. put you in a wheelchair. Jesus. <laughs> no, honestly though, it's it's about them seeing all of us come together and show show the direction that it needs to head. You know, yeah. I think that's the only way. And I really think this, and Toby can will, will probably echo this. Chance might echo this. If you if if you're hunting a field next to an outfitter, and it's your field, like be cool and figure it out how to work together. And even if it's not an outfit, even if it's not a party, if you if two groups will get together instead of trying to pound each other, and I hope everybody listening hears this, do not fight each other. Figure out how to work together. Yeah. One, you'll create some great relationships. I yep. mean, I was just going to say some of my area. best friends are from that exact situation. Yeah. Well, and don't call the landowner at four o'clock in the damn morning. Oh, that's how you yeah. lose. No, and and it, that's the first thing. That's the first thing that comes to either party's mind, right? Oh, no, we've got this place. I'm going to call. No, don't do that. Hunt together. Yep. Make it work. Combine whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Because you call the landowner, and guess what? Now you're both screwed. Yeah, you're both yep. losing permission. I tell you what, unless he's a milker, he ain't up at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope. And if he's a wheat far- winter wheat farmer, he <laughs> damn sure ain't yeah. up at 4 a.m. <laughs> do do not fact, call them before 11.30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just everybody sure on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, oh everybody rolling up together and hit it and be like, hey, look, man, we can all figure out how to get along. And don't be afraid to sit one out. You, you're better off, especially when you're going against a powerhouse. Not I me. Mean, this is not a conceited way, but when you're going against a group like us, we're going to out money you, out decoy you, because we're going to protect our clients. Yeah, you're going to call you. Everything. And we're not. It's not like we're we're not we're not flexing. It's I got guys who are spending their hard-earned money, and I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. Versus you sitting out one Saturday, and if I come to you and say, "Hey, man, I'm going to ask you to take a bullet today," I guarantee you, the rest of your life, it will so be worth it. That's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. You will man. Be. You can afford to take a loss. Well, not only that, but if, you know, you know it's time to take that loss, the next time that you don't have to, guys like you guys are going to take care of those guys. 100%. Listen, man, the the farmers will, they don't get it, and it's not their job to understand it. Yeah. They don't understand that, you know, they see, I don't know, I mean, I don't, they see thousands of birds destroying their crop. Yeah. They don't give a damn who's hunting them. There's enough for both of y'all. Y'all go hunt them. And it happens, I I'm paying you. This guy's not. But guess what? You both got permission. Well, you're making money on me. You're not. He doesn't care. So he's going to get permission to more than one person. Yep. And, and oh, he nobody's wrong shit. in that situation. You both show up. You may not know that I'm going to be there, and I may not know that you're going to be there. It sucks a lot worse for me that it's got, you know, 10 or 15 paid guns to show up and have somebody setting up right next to you. So the best thing to do in that situation is just have a civilized conversation. Don't bow up. We've been going without sleep for 90 days, and we're ready to, ready to roll. And you're without chemicals. Well, without chemicals, yes, absolutely. I'm not me. <laughs> you, you're just you're looking for a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this happened. Be professional, man, and it it's going to work out. That was yeah. seven everybody. seven years ago, I think it was six or seven years ago. We were filming uh, one of the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, R and TV. One of the first times we started coming to Texas, and we were we were hunting a good field, good feed. I mean, a, truly a mega feed. I mean, one of those you know what dreams are made of feeds. And the farmer gave permission to two people. I mean, and you've got me and Toby and Stahl and some of the best callers with the with we and we even brought two spreads and we're like, you know, and this group shows up and they had a moderate spread and, and you know, if we're, we're like, Hey look, why don't you come out with us? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna kill four hundred birds if we kill one. <laughs> so you might yeah. as well. And you know, we really talented group of guys and this group is like, No. And we're like no, you understand. You really, really, really want to hunt with us. Like we, this, like we agree with you. This field is jacked. Yeah, but you should really hunt with us. Yeah, and they were just like, no, and we're like, okay, don't. Would you like to hunt with us? No. 
We're like, okay, fine. So those guys on their weekend off, their day off, their gas money spent, watched us soul punch birds. <laughs> and but even like it was like God's sick joke because not only did we soul kill punch. Can- it was like, yeah, it was God's sick joke because we shot cannons, then we shot ducks, then we shot snow geese. <laughs> we shot everything that had wings in front of these guys, and they didn't fire a cap. Oh my god. And we expected to shoot a few birds and we're like, okay, we'll shoot our geese and get out. It's like those guys got a real good lesson that day of, you know what? Y'all could have sat here with us. Yeah. And we'd have been more well, and, excited. And hunt with some of the sickest OGs in the industry. And, the, and they shot zero. And we all picked up at the same it's time. Pride, man. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. Damn. So that's what young guys, it, it, team up, not team out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for both of you, too. Yeah. Let's start with Eric, and then we'll go to Toby. So you've done R&TV. You know, to me, dude, that's like the coolest shit. You know, I wa- I grew up watching Sean, Fred Zink, Tim Grounds. My dad was really good friends with Tim Grounds back in the day. He'd come to our lodge all the time. But, like, I grew up watching R&TV and uh, Tim Grounds, Fred Zink, Jeff Foyles, all those people. So you guys are older than me. Let's just say that. And who are the, who are the coolest people that you've ever hunted with? If it's one time, if it's once a week. Because, like, Eric, for sure... You've hunted with Ira. You've hunted with Tony. I mean, you've hunted with fucking everyone. So, like, who is the coolest out of your opinion? Like, it doesn't matter if you've hunted, you know, killed a thousand birds with a guy or ten. Yeah. So, this this, this is going to, I'm going to give you a twist on this, and this is kind of a personal story. So, I've hunted with two guys that I will never, ever, uh, if you ask me who could you hunt with again, I hunted with a guy uh, who was given a week to live. And all he wanted to do is shoot a goose one more time. And he died. Shit. And that was a really and, and you talk about the pressure on a guide. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's like, hey man, look, I've only got a little bit of time to live. And Make I, a wish I, I foundation. Want, I want to see it. I want to see it one more time. Yeah. And then I hunted with another guy, phenomenal waterfowl guy. Shot the hell out of him. Got in a car wreck. Went blind. Oh my and, god. And and uh, modified a shotgun, and he would turn his head sideways where he could shoot by hearing geese because they're so loud. And those are the two hunts in my life. I say it, that changed the way I looked at everything. I'm like, man. This is going to end. And, yeah. and I asked the guy who, who died, I said, man, why? Do you? He's like, there's a sound of geese coming in. He goes, that's one of the last things I don't remember. I that's like, amazing. And, and you're, after that, you're like, well, I have nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. as far as that, but, you know, my, my, probably my favorite people to hunt with, men are probably my, my friends. I mean, I would say, I would say, you know, well, you have a Derek, lot of friends there. Derek McDaniels is probably – Derek and John David Stanley are probably my two favorite human beings in this world to hunt with because they're so good at it. And then Toby, I mean, my, my favorite person, obviously, is Toby. I mean, it's, it's, I mean we've got pictures growing up. <laughs> God, I thought I got bigger. As you reach – I thought I got bigger. For his cross. Same, same size. Buddy, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you told me I got bigger. <laughs> By the way, it's weird. I packed my bag today. I only had one sock. Now I, I had to lighten. I had to lighten the mood, man. I was tearing up over here. Jesus. Oh my but, god. Because you know, Toby, I mean, Toby and I, we go back so long. Like, like we got kid pictures. Like, yeah. And that's kind of and and both of us, you know, with Toby's dad being gone and my grandpa and Toby's dad not being very close. It's like, first off, you know, if they were still here, we would not be here because all we would do is fuck off every day with them. Because yep. <laughs> they, but honestly, I mean. Hunting with Toby, JD, and and Derek because they're they're just people who are real killers. That that's those are my favorite to hunt with. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's something to be said about you know my dad. He grew up hunting, or he didn't grow up hunting. He started hunting when he was 27. He moved from New York. He hitchhiked here. It's the craziest shit you've ever heard in your mm-hmm. life. And they moved out to Western Minnesota, started farming. Then he started hunting, and he's like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" You know, and so like. He's not an amazing duck caller, goose caller by any means. However, he knows when to pull the trigger. He knows when to blow a call. He is like my favorite person to duck hunt with, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just because when I go with my dad, I literally learn something new every time. And he's like, "Joe, you call, you call, you you know what you're doing. Go ahead." And I'm like, "No, dad. Like I want to learn from you. <laughs> you know, that's that's the shit that I really yeah. love. Is like just I I love learning new shit on hunts. If I know? could hunt with anybody again, it would be our grandpa, no doubt." Fact. I mean, if I could, if you said pick one person in history and time you could hunt with, be our granddad. He was, he was the OG OG, like the real. He was the real thing, um, you, you know, uh, eat or hunt to eat to live kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, but yet, if we wanted a goose kazoo, 
this, blow the hell out of it. If we wanted a knife, we cut our fingers off. But by God, we got a knife. Yeah. But I wish I wish he was here uh, massively. He'd be a hundred, but <laughs> <laughs> shit. And then some. And then some. Yeah. So so besides your grandfather, Toby. Well, I, as cliche as it was going to sound, I mean, I hate to say it, but that was going to be my answer. If I could go back and, you know, I think it's important to learn something from every haunt. And yeah. there are a lot of memorable haunts, whether it's the the uh, Wounded Warriors or we had a guy a couple of years ago that was missing an arm or missing a hand or, you know, what. there's a lot of memorable things, whether it's those guys or kids or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and all of those hold a, a very heavy spot in my heart, but... I think the difference was, you know, growing up with grandpa and my dad is they were, they grew up in a time where they were hunting for food. They were hungry. And it was not about the show. It may have not been pretty. They may have not decoyed, but we were going home with something. You know what I mean? And, and I think uh, if, if I could genuinely answer that question, it would be my dad or my grandpa. Yeah. Uh, it was just a different time. You know, there was no no trick photography there were no frills to it we were yeah. you know it was uh dirty you know what i mean but um you, you mentioned that too man i mean learning something yeah and i gotta say i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for eric either you know and i hate to admit that god i do too. but you know, <laughs> i'll like, take my hand off yours if you first, take your hand off mine uh, Bought me a, a duck call for Christmas oh when I was knee high to a Nat's ass, and it was an old Primo's VHS. And I, I mean, sat there and watched it over and over and over. And, and I know that we can all, we've all been there, yeah. you know. And um, so, I mean, you be open to learn something for everybody. Yeah. But I would, uh, I would say this probably my granddad or my dad. Yeah, um, man. The the thing about so this is actually a cool story. Uh, Toby and I were, were destined to be waterfowl. Uh, our grandparents' first date was duck hunting. Like that, when I say they're fanatical, I mean back in the in the teens, my grandpa, and my grandpa went on their first date duck hunting. I mean, oh my god! And this is like, and damn it! I wish. See, I, I feel like shit. I already met my soulmate, and I wish that was my story. You know? Oh man! I mean, cold, you talk about cold. Fuck that! <laughs> I mean, that back in those days, in real, I'm pretty sure it was a tundra. Yeah. And but yeah, so and my, and my grandmother shirts and flip flops, and that's what they had. Actually, you know Fuck. what? Actually, I'll take it back. I would like to actually go on the uh, hunt with the grandma. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. My grandmother actually believed that, like, women. This is no bullshit. And this is not that long ago. This is maybe 10, 15 years ago before she passed away. My grandmother looked at, uh, you know, my grandpa would bring home ducks and, like, plucking ducks and stuff for a woman. Like, she's like, he worked hard to provide for this family. And, like, she was legit about it. Like, yeah. she was not, not like cliche duck community. Like, no, I mean, she went like that. She's a very classy woman. But, uh, she looked at hunting as 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 a means to an end, not a sport. Yeah, and she basically looked at you like you don't play like your husband ducks. Who yeah. does? Yeah. I was like, God bless that woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's Show amazing. Man. Was it deer, or duck, or pheasant. Duck, whatever. She, she didn't care. It. She cleaned yeah. everything. Yeah. And my granddad wasn't like this dude. Drop it off like he was like, Hey, look, I harvested this, and they would do it together. And that, but that was her whole life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a cell phone. Yeah. Pretty pretty nice little uh, little quack there. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tricks, tricks. That's funny how Toby calls himself on his own cell phone to vibrate when he sits on it. Call me. Is that, <laughs> out of this? Is that your washing machine? <laughs> text, hey. text Eric. Hey, call me quick. <laughs> call me quick. It's almost done. <laughs> call me quick. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what. One of the things that a, a long, young guys need to do here: reach out to guys like myself or Toby, older people. Do not be afraid to pick up the what do you call it? Instagram or the message. And ask a question. Yeah. Like, I'd rather you ask me a question than me have to strong arm learn you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Chance Bass. Chance it's actually is, a really good way of putting that. Chance is one of the best photographers in, in Waterfowl right now. There's, it's hands down. He's one of the best. Call him and ask him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's Chance. <laughs> the oh, there it is. Woo. His but cheeks are so you, red. But Chance will tell you. So instead, instead of trying being tough and hard... Just reach out, and it's amazing how many, if you're a true professional in this game, you really don't care. You have nothing to prove. Just ask. Yeah. Like you guys, if I want to run a podcast, I'm not going to go pick up a, a, a board here and be like, hey, no, you, you'd ask somebody. Yeah. I have no desire to do that because I don't hear myself talk, much less you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking shit. That's right. Hey, man, is this thing got a turntable on it? <laughs> oh, my God. But, amazing. you know, uh, and honestly, you guys are doing a lot for this industry. Guys who do podcasts, who take the time to edit these, do all this stuff, that's a lot of work that I don't want to do. <laughs> Filling my trucks. Yeah. Dude, I just kill birds. 
Yes. Connor and Cal do fucking everything else. That's very nice of you very, to say. That's bullshit. Grateful. Yeah. All right. All <laughs> right. Oh, my cheeks are red now. <laughs> Which cheeks? Oh, no. <laughs> Got the applause. My chapped over, ass. <laughs> he's going to oh, make it sound no. like he's in a stadium. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> the crowd goes Shit. crazy. All right. Well, we're at an hour. Appreciate you Holy guys cow. for coming on. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that Dude, quick. once you start talking to people who love waterfowl, you could just talk forever. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Wait till we start talking about uh, catfishing or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about it. Amazing. All right, guys. Thank you so thank much you for guys listening for coming to this on. week's podcast. Yeah. Where can they find you at? Uh, Wherever my Instagram is. <laughs> I think it's just Aaron Guggenheimer. It's Aaron. It's definitely Aaron. It's Aaron. It's Aaron Guggenheimer. It's Mike Concho. Yeah. I think yeah, it's at E-Googie. Uh, E-Googie or something like that. E-Googie. It's yeah. Mike yeah. Hunt. So yeah. There you go. C-Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> E-Googie. You can find me there. And you can find Toby at www.tattoomangoosecolor.com.net.org. Yeah. And we got, we got Toby Brolin. They're running out of dot coms. Eric Guggenheim <laughs> and Cadillac Creek Outfitters. Thank you guys so much for listening. You bet, guys. Talk to you later. Deuces.